You're listening to the Girl Next Door podcast. I'm Kelsey. And I'm Erica. We're two former next door neighbors and good friends who love a good chat and a good laugh. We're inviting you to come on in, have a drink, and stay a while. Hey, friend. Hey, friend. Today, we're back with another Reading Roundup episode. We love to hear from so many of you about how much you love the reading roundups and hearing book recommendations. Some of you said you miss our book club episodes, and we really appreciate that. For now, these reading roundups really work well for us because this way we can share lots of book recommendations, plus what our kids are reading, and talk about book and reading related topics. Yeah, we just get to talk more books this way. Plus, we're excited to try a couple of format changes to our reading roundup episodes. First, instead of neighborhood updates to start the show, we'll start with a reading-related question. So we're getting real bookish. Then we'll talk about the books we've been reading, books our kids have been reading, in our to-be-read cues, all of that. And then, just for the reading roundup episodes, instead of obsessions, we'll close with two new segments. Wait for it. What else are you reading? And memorable reading moment. We'll tell you more about those later. MRM. If you will. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Let's make it a thing. Just, I mean, you can make anything into a thing, <laughs> yeah. right? So we'll tell you more about those later in the show. We also want to remind you that if you'd like to get additional content from us and support the show, that you can join us on Patreon and become a friend of the show for just $5 a month. Friends of the show will get two bonus episodes from us each year, plus a live online hangout each year. And we have a little bonus coming up for friends of the show. You'll be getting a podcast retreat recap episode, or maybe it's already come out. Podcast time is weird when you (laughs) record ahead. (laughs) Uh, So anyway, we'll be giving you a little behind the scenes peek all about our recent podcast retreat and tell you what we did and how we planned content for the year. Plus, we'll be telling you about some of the episodes we're really excited about this year. And that episode isn't even one of the Patreon bonus episodes. It's just a little extra thank you to all our friends of the show. So click on the link in our show notes in your podcast player and consider becoming a friend of the show. Okay, shall we, Erica? We shall. To start this reading roundup, we wanted to talk about our current reading habits with kids. So tell me how you're reading with your girls lately. Okay, remember, we homeschool. So this is going to sound like a lot of books. Okay. But I'm in charge of all of their books. All all day long. (laughs) So we read a ton. And then on top of that, our homeschool is very literature based. It's what works for us. We love books. It's the girl's strength. It's my strength. So we try to make other subjects very literature based as well. So we always have a book we're reading together and analyzing and doing work with for our language arts. Like we'll do some dictation from there. We'll do like sentence analysis from there. We'll do literary analysis. Like it all kind of goes together with our language arts program. So there's always a book going for that. There's usually a historical fiction going that goes Mm. with our social studies and many books as a part of our like morning routine that we're working through. So like a puberty one for health, uh, another one that goes along with our social studies and science, like all there's just, you know, we're kind of rotating through those resources. So we're not reading all of them every day, but there's a lot in the works. And then we also always have just a for fun audio book going that all three of us are listening to. Mm So when we're, whenever we're in the car or we need like a quiet moment, that's what we turn on. Um, and then I recently started doing an audiobook with each one of them individually. So mm. when we are, you know, like if I'm driving just Vanessa to gymnastics, it's like a half hour each way. So that is just our audiobook, which mm-hmm. is really cool too, because I can kind of tailor it to their interests. It counts as a book that I'm reading because mm-hmm. it's always like, you know, middle grade or something. So I get another book on my book list. Um And then they both have an independent school read going all the time. So I do have like a basket of 
books that are kind of more at their level and also like kind of may go with whatever else we're learning. So mm-hmm. tie, tying in in different ways and they can choose from those and they're working towards like a goal of so many of those a year. Um, and then whatever they want at bedtime mm-hmm. independently or throughout the rest of the day. But we also do get, I should say, we get Highlights Magazine. Okay. So that's some other reading we're doing with the kids. They, uh, my brother's family has them subscribed to Nat Geo Jr., okay. I think. Yep. And then I just recently subscribed us to The Week Junior, which is like oh. a current events magazine that oh, comes cool. weekly. So we're going to start incorporating that into our social studies. Mm. So there's okay. a lot. There's a lot of books in our house. A lot of mm, things happen. But a lot of really good ideas. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we read with Maeve, our toddler, mm-hmm. a lot. She is two. So before bed, it's definitely part of her bedtime routine, mm-hmm. you know, two or three books. And during the day, reading is an activity that we'll offer, and she often wants to do mm-hmm. that. I am loving that she is old enough now for storybooks. Yeah. And I love getting those from the library and coming home those with a really library great hall. Picture books. Yeah. Yes. And putting those out on the couch. And she loves to see those. And honestly, the boys still do too. I mm-hmm. mean, fresh books invitingly arranged are just appealing to mm-hmm. anyone. So, mm-hmm. so lots of reading with Maeve and loving that we are not reading with the boys. So it's kind of the opposite of mm, your experience. Mm-hmm. It really has to do with, I think, them being at school. And mm-hmm. so all their, all their school is being taken care of, right. not by us. Right. And so they're reading a lot there. Mm-hmm. They are reading to themselves at night mm-hmm. independently. And then I think there are other times during the day when we would find to read out loud with them, like maybe after school or mm-hmm. if one of us was prepping dinner. But right now, Maeve is kind of making yeah. that impossible. Yeah. There's, there have been some times where I've read aloud from a chapter book and she has sat, you know, pretty quietly mm-hmm. and Played has with some, some Play-Doh or yeah, something. or had enough attention span, or maybe it was one of those chapter books that had quite a few drawings and she would pay attention enough, but it just is too inconsistent that yeah. we can really get any good get into a story, going. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I'm, I'm feeling a little bit of like sadness over that mm-hmm. because I don't want to be done reading aloud to mm-hmm. them, but I'm just having a hard time figuring out exactly when that would be. I think another thing that can kind of be hard is that sometimes they would in the evening want to both listen to a read aloud book but sort of not always. And so mm-hmm. then it almost feels hard to pick a book that we'll read with both of them yeah. because then one of them will miss it. And then I'm like, right. oh, well, I want to do it when right. we're all together. So that feels a little tricky. Also, at the end of the day, just right now, the way oh, yeah. toddler bedtime mm-hmm. goes, Chris and I are so worn out. And I have never been a bedtime reader. Ugh. We did not do oh, we did okay. not do bedtime stories. I did stories all throughout the day. Gotcha. But by bedtime, I was like, "We're I'm done here." Oh, I love that permission. Mm-hmm. You do not have to read at bedtime. Definitely not. <laughs> and it, it is a, it is a challenging yeah. time. Like I mean, if that works for you, or you feel like it really works for your kids to settle in, yeah. but it would become like something else. We would have a toddler power struggle over gotcha. number one. So we kind of stopped doing it because of that. We were just so tired and we did right. all the other things, right? Uh-huh. The bath, the mm-hmm. rocking, the all the yeah. things. And then it was like, I'm not my best right now. Mm-hmm. And I don't want reading to be something we have a power struggle gotcha. over ever. Mm-hmm. So like I just moved it to other times yeah. of day. Okay. After school, yeah. after snack, lunch, yeah. nap, whatever. Hmm. Before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So anyway, that's kind of contributing. Like I think maybe otherwise one of us could be reading with the boys and 
anyway, even trying something like, okay, you put Maeve down and I'll go read to the boys. Sometimes it's just a two person job and we're both worn out. All hands on deck. I appreciate just this question and this reflection because it's making me think I, I do really want to find some of that time with them. And so maybe it's even something like maybe just picking a book to read with Cedric. Cause I think mm-hmm. he would still be into mm-hmm. that and we could like get a good groove going with him. I think they really like something about like, this is just for us mm-hmm. too. You know, I think that could be really beneficial. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, I'm going to kind of think about that, but I'm also very excited over the next you know, one to two years when family read alouds can come back. Mm -hmm. My boys just still love books and hearing stories so much that I think once Maeve has that attention span, I think we'll be able to join it. And, you know, maybe then the boys will be taking turns reading aloud and that'll be cool. Also, I would say like, I just encourage you to not give up on picture books with the boys yet. Like if that will actually hold Maeve's attention Mm -hmm. to find some cool, you know, there's some amazing like picture book biographies yes, out there just really the cool stuff yeah that's so true that's that might true. hold her attention just based on the pictures yeah you know? that's true and maybe too it's just adjusting my own expectations yeah that when we when I get a new library hall of lots of picture books for Maeve too that just sitting and reading those aloud like that can count that counts the boys right, are, right right <laughs> the boys mm-hmm. are around okay let's talk about our book cues what have you finished recently and what are you currently reading okay I'm reading way too many things at the same time right now. Sometimes it gets a little out of control, but I'll talk about just a couple. So I just finished um, Unfollow, a memoir of loving and leaving the Westboro Baptist Church by Megan Phelps Roper. And these are this is the church that famously protests like funerals and they're kind of awful. Yep. <laughs> I'm not I think I think I'm not alone in that opinion, but it's really interesting because it's it's mostly a family church like her Mm. grandfather started it and so it's mostly like members of the extended family in this church and she just has this really she's left since then and has you know perspective on how damaging that was and like how she got kind of caught up in that but also like this really interesting perspective about why it's not as easy as like good and bad like Mm. it's very hard when the people who you know she makes this point like the people who are screaming at the you know the family of a veteran at his funeral are the same people lovingly brushing your hair at night Mm -hmm. and it's not always the same that they're just like this monster all of the time right and so it's very hard to sift through that sometimes when you're like well these people that I love and that love me really well in a family way are doing horrible things and like how do you separate that out and I was like wow that is Really, you know, and I think maybe some of us are experiencing that on like a smaller level. Mm-hmm. So, like to hear about that, like she was very involved. That was her career. That was her life, and so just really interesting. And 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 to get the behind the scenes of like how they kind of operated that was very different than even some other more cult like kind mm-hmm. of um, you know small churches or whatever was mm-hmm. really interesting. So yeah. it was just I just read it very fast. It was very interesting. Um, and then the other thing I just finished was Beneath a Scarlet Sky oh, by okay. Mark Sullivan. And we were both reading Mark mm-hmm. Sullivan books. I was reading The Last Green Valley mm-hmm. and you were reading Beneath a Scarlet Sky, both World War II books. Yeah, both of those based on stories of real people, like everyday people living yes. through those times. So and that have incredible stories. Mm-hmm. So just really gripping. They're a little bit longer, but honestly, I flew through them and I thought they were so good. So how about what, what did you just finish? 
Okay. I actually, I want to talk about two books that I just finished so recently and I'm not quite into my new books yet. And so I'm just, yes, I'm just going to talk about these two books that I just finished and really enjoyed. The first is called The Anthropocene Reviewed by John Green. Mm -hmm. And this is the author who wrote The Fault in Our Stars that many people might have heard of and read. So this book is a nonfiction book. It's a collection of essays over the course of which the author is reviewing the Anthropocene, which the Anthropocene is the current geologic age that includes humans, kind of like the Jurassic or the Cretaceous. Mm -hmm. People are calling our current age the Anthropocene. Got it. So it's kind of all about, you know, humanity Humanity. and Mm -hmm. human impact on the environment, all of these things. So each essay is a different topic, like Haley's Comet, but also the penguins of Madagascar and Canada geese and scratch and sniff stickers. And he has an essay on each of them. And at the end gives each of them a rating on a five star scale. That's awesome. (laughs) It sounds like kind of hokey. But in the essays, he's describing the human experience from these unique perspectives while also incorporating his own lived experience and reflecting on the impact of humanity and how that is both a beautiful and an awful thing. Mm. I cried. I laughed. I was listening to this and had to stop the book at times to write down beautiful phrases. Oh, I love it. It was so excellent. I would highly recommend it. Also, interestingly, it was written during the height of the pandemic lockdown. Mm. And so it's really interesting hearing him reflect on that Mm -hmm. current time period. Mm -hmm. And and just I find that really interesting and just like the fears of that specific Mm -hmm. time. So anyway, overall, absolutely loved it. Highly recommend. I think I think you would love it. The other book that I just finished and was a really enjoyable reading experience is The Silent Patient. Mm. This is, I would describe it as a delicious reading experience okay. of one of these that I call a suspense light book. I love that. It's kind of my, for those, Speed. Kind, yeah. yeah, kind of those murder <laughs> mysteries or thrillers, but it's not going to keep you up at night. Right. You right. know, it, it might get a little something, but not right. too much. Right. That's just my speed. So the basic premise of the book is that there is a woman who is involved in a horrible crime. And ever since then, she has been silent. Not, she okay. is not speaking. And the book is told from two first-person perspectives that makes it really engaging. The journal entries of the woman, Alicia, and her psychotherapist, Theo. Mm. So a lot of the book is just from his like first-person perspective. Okay. Just that, the first person made it so immersive, and it also keeps you on the edge yeah. because you're wondering who you can trust. And whenever you have that first-person narrator, you're always yes. wondering, like, are they and they're telling the truth? Narrator. And, oh, I love mm-hmm. that. I love an unreliable narrator. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so I could not put this book down, and there was a totally unexpected twist that made it such an enjoyable reading oh. experience. I love that. When you're like, oh, you got me. I had no, like I could <laughs> yeah. not see that coming. I almost gasped out loud. It was just <laughs> love that. super enjoyable. I heard you, I think you posted something about that on Instagram yes. and I immediately added it to my yes. Goodreads. It had been like floating in my awareness, but yes. I was like, ooh, awesome. that sounds perfect. Well, yeah. I can't wait till you read it. So you have to let me know mm-hmm. what you think. Okay. The other one I want to mention is one that I'm about mm, halfway through, I would say. 
and it is a history of wild places oh, by I, Shay Earnshaw. I just finished that last night. It is so good so far. Like I cannot, <laughs> I just like want to listen to it. I'm listening to it on audio. I don't even necessarily love the audio narration. Like there's some weird things about it, but the story is so yes. good. It's so gripping. It gives me like M. Night Shyamalan, the village vibes, yes. like is what's happening really what's I, happening I was thinking here. that too. Yes. It's so good so far. It's so unique and mysterious and I love it so much so I just I I mean I haven't read read the whole thing yet but I can recommend it so far as an enjoyable reading experience I I would say the same I forgot I literally just finished that last night it's for our in-person book club I Mm -hmm. think and so it was so funny I started it and then I saw your Goodreads update and we were like at the exact we were both at like 30 (laughs) we're like racing through this book (laughs) yes but yes that was one I also could not put it down so I stayed up too late but I just had to get through it oh so good yes Okay, what is one book that you're really looking forward to reading? I am looking forward to reading Thank You for Listening by Julia Whalen. Oh, yes. You recommended this one, and Julia is the best audiobook narrator. Like, we've listened to enough audiobooks now that we know, like, if it is narrated by her it's worth listening to honestly she's so so good and i hear from you in this book that she does a very sexy male irish accent and that was like okay sold Sold it sign me up so that i am on the waiting list for that one i'm very excited to devour that okay that that one is going to be really enjoyable i am really excited to read exiles by jane harper have you read other books by her Uh the dry right and the dry force of nature yes the survivors Mm -hmm. So it's the latest book by this author, and I've read all of her previous books. She writes really absorbing, kind of, I'm not, they're suspenseful, kind of mystery, Mm -hmm. like very mild thriller-esque, but they're always really solid, good character development, absorbing plots, good writing, and and they're always set in Australia, Mm -hmm. where the author is from, Mm -hmm. and so I always just find that setting interesting, too, Mm -hmm. and you're right, always like a twist. So, yep, I'm on the list for that, and looking forward to it. Okay, what about your kids? What have they been reading and loving lately? Okay, so we talked about how they've been reading. Here's here's what we've been reading. Our Together audiobook right now is actually not just for fun. It's a part of our curriculum because I can't just be reading all day long. So <laughs> this one is on audiobook because it was highly recommended as good on audio too. The narrator's fantastic. So it is Never Caught, the story of Ona Judge, Young Reader's Edition by Erica Armstrong Dunbar and Kathleen Van Cleve, which is about George and Martha Washington's slave who courageously ran away like while he was president. Because mm-hmm. yes, he did have slaves while he was president. Yes. So it's just really good. We're studying that time period. We're studying, we're getting into slavery. We will be getting into the Civil War by the end of the school year. And so I just think historical fiction, at least for us, is like one of the best ways for them to get their brain around like what was happening and this is not Mm -hmm. even historical fiction it's very biographical fiction based on you know but there's obviously some fictionalized elements like what she I even like it though they'll say like what she might have been thinking what Mm. she must have known what you know Mm -hmm. all of that so they're just really loving that we're just latch hooking and listening to that before lunch every day um and then my audiobook with Julia is Lion, Witch, in the Wardrobe. She wanted to listen to the Narnia series, which I'm excited about because I've actually never, I've read like a couple of them okay. and it's been a while. Yeah. And then I like the movies, but like I never have like read the whole series mm. and they're kind of short actually. Mm-hmm. So we're going through it pretty quickly. And so okay. she's very excited. She loves a series. Mm. Vanessa gets bored with a series a little bit other than Harry Potter. But she, this girl loves a series. She, if she reads one book, she's uh-huh. like, how many books are there? Eight? Sign me up. <laughs> she loves it. So that's fun. Um, 
My audiobook with Vanessa is called Wild Oak by Cece Harrington, which is British. She loves oh, British lovely. things. Girl After My Own Heart. It takes place in the 60s about a girl who has a stutter and a special connection with nature. Mm. We just got into that. So that's about all I know so far, but okay. it's lovely so far. And then Julia is individually working on the Percy Jackson series okay. right now. I think she's on book five. Vanessa just finished Radzina, which is a historical fiction about, this was in her book basket from me, about um, like orphan trains, mm. the turn of the century and mm -hmm. how that all was handled. But it's about a specific little girl. So she liked that one. She loves historical anything. Mm. So. Wow. Those all sound great. Okay, I will start with Maeve. I have two books to recommend that Maeve is loving. The first is Hello Lighthouse by my favorite illustrator, but she also wrote this one as well, Sophie Blackall. Mm. And it is a beautiful book, beautifully illustrated about a lighthouse keeper and his life living at the lighthouse. It's so cool. And I was just thinking about it. There's so many, it's such a great children's book because there's so many emotions captured mm, in the book. Mm -hmm. You know, it just does a really good job of that kind of like, loneliness but then happiness and then you know something kind of scary or bad happens mm -hmm. anyway so but it's just all in there and really really beautiful like I said I even bought a print copy from the author and illustrator of one of the illustrations in the book oh, when cool. she was selling them I just love it so much the other books Maeve is loving are the Charlie the Ranch Dog books oh those are cute <laughs> these are based on the books by the pioneer woman, Ree Drummond, about her actual mm -hmm. dog, Charlie. So and cute. these books just follow Charlie's, you know, adventures, misadventures. We have the ones where he goes to the doctor, one <laughs> where it's his snow day, and I think one where he gets stuck in the mud. And so, Charlie's like a basset hound, right? Yes, yeah. exactly. Yes, droopy, I forgot, droopy forgot to mention that. So anyway, they're necessarily my favorite to read, but it is easy to like shorten the reading time and just oh, read yeah. like one sentence. Those from are each always page. good. Like ones that are easy to summarize. It kind of depends on how tired I am yes, that night, exactly. how in depth we go. Don't into you the love story. that you could at least do that with toddlers? Yes, they at least I, give us that. I do appreciate that. <laughs> Okay, for Cedric, who is eight, he is kind of right now really enjoying this graphic novel series called Breaking Cat News. Mm. <laughs> and I just grabbed this at the library yeah. in the graphic novel section, and here's the little blurb that I got online. Three adorable house cats are reporting the most hilarious breaking news based <laughs> on their author, illustrators, real-life pets. They strap on neckties and pick up oh, microphones so to provide the most up-to-date, relevant news stories, at least according to them. That's so cute. So he was saying that they're really funny. And uh -huh. so anyway, I want to get him the rest in the series. Dash is really enjoying the Big Nate graphic novels and mm -hmm. has for quite a long mm -hmm. time. So this is a blurb from online about who Big Nate is in these books. This spunky 11-year-old holds the school record in detentions, but that doesn't stop him from dreaming big. So it's just his adventures and misadventures mm -hmm. of an 11-year-old at school and with his friends. Love you it. know, So I think there's yep. a lot of things for Dash, who's almost 10, mm -hmm. you know, to relate to. Mm -hmm. And then another thing I picked up at the library for him that he's loving, well, for both boys, is this big collection of Rugrats comics. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know that there was like a yeah. comic strip or yeah. anything. I loved watching oh, the Rugrats too. show growing up. It's hilarious. Up. It's, it's really so funny. funny. Yeah. It's really funny. And yeah, he was just like telling me something really the, the other day, like, oh, look, mom, Chucky is saying Halloween is Halloweeny, And we were laughing yeah. about that. Yeah. So anyway, it, all the characters are babies uh -huh. and then there's their parents too, but it really is centered on these babies and toddlers. And so just kind of like the silliness yeah. that they get up to. So funny. Yep. 
Okay. And now for one of our new reading roundup segments, what else are you reading? I love this. So this could be like an article, blog post, something funny we read, whatever, anything notable. Okay. So I'm going to read to you because it is a, an Instagram post. Love it. Um, Jen Hatmaker's hilarious post early the, earlier this month about jeans okay. and the evolution of jeans okay. currently. Great. Um, and I just, she has once in a while these like blurbs that's basically like a mini blog mm-hmm. rant and they're so hilarious. And so I have to read this one to <laughs> okay. you. Okay. Here she goes. The problem is that jeans are my primary wardrobe choice. So I'm undergoing an internal crisis about their current evolution. In a completely unshocking disclosure, I came to skinny jeans about two years late as I have never been on time for a trend, update, craze, or modernization. However, once I got here, I own many skinnies and now can't think of my body in something different. Internet. I realize the upgraded look is, I want to say, mom jeans. <laughs> I don't know how to wear them. I'm worried I will look the same way we looked in them the first time around. Right. Is it high-waisted and loose-legged? Wide leg? No. What are the back pockets supposed to look like? Because it is so much crotch-to-waist real estate. (laughs) Are they cropped? What is the length-to-width ratio? Slim through the thighs, or is that so 2022? If they've taken away my stretch denim, I swear to Mother Mary, I will riot up in these streets. (laughs) I cannot wear non-stretch jeans. I'm not a high school sophomore. (laughs) I looked at all my skinnies this morning and asked sadly, is this the end for us? Someone help me so I can transition to whatever is happening with jeans right now, anywhere from one to two years from today's current dates. <laughs> I just thought this was hilarious. So true. Had to share. I think we could all relate. Oh, I love that. The thing I have been reading that will take a totally different tone, <laughs> <laughs> but it is a very recent Cup of Joe blog post. Okay. I have been reading the Cup of Joe blog since 2008, mm-hmm. so 15 years. I just feel that connection that you do with a yep, blogger or podcaster that you followed for so many years. Well, at the end of last week, Joanna wrote such a heartfelt and beautiful post sharing that she and her husband, Alex, are splitting up. Oh. And I found myself feeling so many like, emotions by over that. this yeah. internet stranger. Yeah. And it was just making me think of how obviously you never really know someone for Mm -hmm. their online presence. It was reminding me about that. Also, she and her husband just always seemed like such a good match and that they had so much intention in their relationship. Mm -hmm. That was something she definitely wrote about. And I think too, I was reflecting on, I think they just seemed like such an aspirational couple. So it can be disorienting to hear that they've been struggling. When you've looked up to somebody. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so I felt shocked and sad at this, like sort of this idea of this great mm-hmm. couple to be over and sad for this hardship that they've gone through, but then happy for them because it sounds like they're both getting to good places mm-hmm. and they have these new chapters ahead of them and just appreciative of Joanna being willing to share that so honestly. Mm-hmm. It was just a lot of emotions. Yeah. I was texting yeah. a good friend of mine who also loves that blog and we're just like, what are your feelings mm-hmm. about this? I wanted to share something that she wrote that was so beautiful towards the end. We had so many great times. We made babies. We laughed. We rooted for each other. We still do. Our marriage is ending, but it also flew. Mm. And it was just a really beautiful reflection talking about even though our marriage is ending, it wasn't a failure. So many good things came from it. And I want to celebrate that and honor that even as we're choosing not to stay together. Mm -hmm. So 
And the reader comments on that blog are always such gold, but on that post in particular, they were just so supportive and loving, sharing Mm. their own experiences and just saying thank you so much for being willing to share about that. And so anyway, we will link to that in the show notes. I would just highly recommend reading it and and the comments. Sweet. Yeah. Okay, so we will end this reading roundup with our final new segment, Memorable Reading Moments, possibly MRM, (laughs) TBD, TBD. TMTBD. That's right. So we realize that as avid readers, that reading in books can impact our lives in unexpected ways. Books make us cry, laugh, give us new perspective. During our retreat, we were both sharing vivid memories that we have associated with reading books. So we wanted to have a recurring segment to share a recent memorable moment brought to us by reading. So take it away, Erica, and share our first memorable reading moment. Okay, this is not a deep one. Sometimes okay. I have very deep ones where That's a book okay. just like yes. emotionally wrecked you and you remember this and then you go recommend it to everybody. And they're right. like, why would I want to read that if it wrecked <laughs> you? But this is just a really funny one and a testament to how much I'm enjoying this book. So I don't fall asleep easily. Like it, t- it just takes me a while to fall asleep. Me too. And I'm not one of these people that just like finds myself nodding off and like waking up in a puddle of drool and in a weird, you know what I mean? So I was listening to A History of Wild Places okay, and I had my like 30 minute timer set. I was in bed, but I was so into it and I was like wide awake. Like the 30 minute timer went off. I was like, okay, I'm at 15 more minutes. Like I just have to. And I am, like I said, never someone who falls asleep. And I, (laughs) I was like, I'll definitely stay awake. I'm so into this. And I woke up like an hour later with just like so disoriented with my earbud stuck to my my cheek and like freaking out thinking I had a bug on me. I was like, oh, it just, it just really, I was like, I cannot believe I fell asleep that hard because I was so into it. So it was just a testament to both how much I loved that book and how tired I was that day right. because I was like trying at 11 o'clock to get like 15 oh more minutes gosh. and woke up and freaked myself out. Like, where am I? What's my name? And the book is kind of like that too. Like yes. what is happening? Yes. So it probably left you with that it feeling. It was a very strange feeling and I did definitely <laughs> fling my earbud across the room and have to go get it. So it was like that a whole thing. That is really funny. I think I scared Peggy. Like it was a whole... <laughs> situation. So I'll always remember that fondly reading that book. Okay. (laughs) Okay. So my, my recent moment is more of the like, oh, the deep Deep moment like Uh wrecked you in a way. But this was while I was listening to the Anthropocene reviewed. I ended up crying while I was folding laundry and listening specifically to the chapter titled Googling Strangers. Mm. So if you've read the book, you'll know, or when you read it, you can know that that's, that's what brought me to tears. This essay started off talking about what a funny, weird concept it is that we can Google strangers mm-hmm. on the internet and learn these that, things like, about Google them. Google is a new verb right. that we all know what it means. Yeah, yeah. So it starts out that way. But then it ends up being about something the author experienced that is also a parent's worst nightmare, but then it's also beautiful and captures, I don't even know how to describe it, something essential about being a human. Mm. It was just one of those. I think when a book brings you to tears that way, you just will remember what you were doing. So I just remember on just a random Tuesday afternoon, like folding the boys laundry and you know, walking to put it away and just like crying as I'm like doing this household chore. And I was just thinking about like, that's just, that's just what books can do, you know? And suddenly you're having this like profound moment and reflecting on humanity. So anyway, but I think I will always remember that. Mm -hmm. 
Okay, that wraps up our winter reading roundup. So many good book recommendations. We will have them listed in the show notes and we always share them, share pictures of the covers too on Instagram. So Mm -hmm. you can look for those. So you can find us on Instagram. We are Hi Girls Next Door. Send us an email at HiGirlsNextDoor at gmail.com. Find the show notes for this episode in your podcast player and on our website, GirlNextDoorPodcast.com. Thanks so much for dropping in. Until next time, be neighborly. And share our inaugurable... This is the worst name we have ever. (laughs) Who wrote this? Who wrote this? Who came up with this damn idea? (laughs) All right. And share our inaugurable. You cannot say inaugural next to memorable. That's not. We gotta change it. You're like it's not possible. How about first? How about first? (laughs) Those two words are incompatible. Try it. Try saying it. No, I mean I couldn't either. That's why I'm saying we need to scrap it. Inaugural, memorable. But you got to really slow down <laughs> to an awkward okay, speech. This is really funny. I was like, if we if we take the boys to this concert, which one of these 21 girls <laughs> am I having the idea of you experience? <laughs> That's what I was just about to say. Which one you got your eye on there, Kels? I don't know. I don't know if any of them are also baby babies. Maybe this one is probably the okay. strongest jaw. I don't know. podcasting is scientifically proven to raise your body temperature by at least two degrees.